every interview in the history of mankind has ended with, so what questions do you have for me? Ask culture-related follow-up questions. A job can be seem great on paper, but it's the culture that makes you stay. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. I had a great interview on Friday that is coming up this Wednesday. So, longtime listeners of the show remember Joan Lynch, because she's the only two-time person on the show. Well, a couple others have been on twice, but Joan became the only three-time guest, and she brought in her friend Melissa Panzer, also from Working Nation, because they just developed this incredible series at WorkingNation.com. That is on doing what you love and how to make money doing what you love. And they focus on the sports industry first. So we had an incredible conversation about making money in the sports industry, about establishing your passion, about some of the problems that are happening in the sports industry right now in a very real way. Uh, And so we had a great conversation. This is going to come up on Wednesday. One other thing we added to this, producer Kevin Zwicker and I were throwing around some ideas last week and we wanted to implement something new. We both feel like... One of the best parts of this show is when a guest shares one of their stories from their career that only results because they worked in the sports industry. Some background event, some behind the scenes thing, some experience of meeting a huge star or something along that lines. Those things that only happen because you work in sports. So we came up with this concept called One Great Story, and we pushed it to our guests, Melissa and Joan, on Friday and said, just tell us one great story from over your career that other people would be moved by. And Joan tells an amazing story from when she started launching 30 for 30 at ESPN. And Melissa shares an amazing story from one of her interviews in her career when she was interviewing Michael Phelps after the Olympics, actually Michael Phelps' sister. But great stuff, that kind of stuff that you're sitting there looking at the camera, like with your hands on your cheeks and you're staring at it like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, tell me more. And it's so cool and I'm so excited about this segment. We're going to do it more and more often. But today is Monday, so I'm not interviewing a sports industry mover and shaker. I am answering your fan questions. And if you have a question, you can always mail them in to me at bclap at workinsports.com or you can message me on LinkedIn or you can DM us on Twitter or however you want to contact with us. We'll get it. We'll answer your question. Today's question comes in from Joanna in Seattle. Hey, Brian, I'm 25 and I've worked at two different sports organizations so far in my career. Both were a mistake. I've spent some time thinking about what went wrong, and I think both times there were cultural issues. It just wasn't a good work environment. I'm interviewing at a bunch of places now, and it's going well, but I'm really concerned about culture. How can I find out if any of these organizations are the right place for me? Joanna, this is great. This is really super crazy important, so I'm glad that you're bringing it up. I I read somewhere one time, and this has always stuck with me, is that a job can be seem great on paper, but it's the culture that makes you stay. It's a culture that makes you feel committed to the people, enjoying the environment, and want to keep showing up for work each day. But culture differs from person to person. What one person may love, another person may dislike. For example, I'll even give this. My wife, she's like, put me in a room with a spreadsheet and data and close the door, and that's something I want. I don't want The small talk. I don't want the, not to like bash my wife. It's just that she's different. These are the things that motivate her. She's like, I want to figure out problems. I want to solve things. I want to look at data. And that's like the way that I feel good about my work. But if you put me in the open newsroom amongst a ton of people, chatter going on all the time, she's like, I would shrivel up and die. It would be awful for her. I'm the exact opposite, clearly opposites attract. 
put me in a room with an Excel spreadsheet and expect me to just pound numbers all day and I'm going to shrivel up and die. I want to be in that newsroom. I want to be in the environment where it's chaotic and crazy and there's a lot of things happening at once and I like that sensory overload. So the first step in this process, Joanna, is it sounds like you're being introspective and understanding that culture was wrong in those last two places. Now I need you to go deeper and I need everybody out there listening to go deeper. What is the culture you want? What is that environment you like? When you were choosing what college you wanted to go to, were you thinking, I want to be around 15, 20,000 people, 80,000 people, whatever? Or were you like, I want to go to a smaller school like 1,500? That's an indication of what kind of culture you like. If you're thinking about environments that you enjoy being a part of, do you like to go to the library and sit and read a book? Or do you like to go to a concert and watch like be bombarded by stage divers. I don't know, whatever, just craziness. Okay. So I'm, I'm saying, and I'm, I'm even go, go deeper than that. I'm just using some superficial examples here, but, but what I'm telling you is you have to do a little bit of self-discovery and be honest with yourself about what you like and what you don't like, because nobody can tell you what your cultural fit is. You have to kind of figure that out. This was one of the big things that I learned when I first got into management as well, was understanding how different people are I mean, it sounds obvious, but I'm telling you, when you're managing a group of people, let's say you have 10 employees, okay? And a lot of you won't yet, or your first job, you won't, but you will get there at some point where you have people directly reporting to you. One of the most important things I learned is that everybody has different triggers, different things they enjoy, different environments they want. And it was my job as a manager to figure some of those things out and put people in their best position to succeed. Some people like tons of feedback. Other people want to be left alone. You got to figure those kind of things out as a manager, but as a person, you have to kind of figure those things out as well. So you have to go into these conversations or interviews or any of this process knowing who you are first, self-discovery first. And I'm saying that for just about everything. Like no matter what part of the job seeking uh, journey you're in right now, self-discovery is so important. What makes you happy in your job? What makes you happy in your tasks? What makes you happy in your culture? You have to think through those things. A lot of times the only way you can figure it out too is through experiences, internships. Joanna, you're citing two jobs that you had. You're starting to figure these things out. I always tell everyone you're in the acquisition phase when you're in college and when you're in your early career and you're acquiring skills, you're acquiring things. You're also acquiring knowledge and experiences that you can relate to happiness. Like, what environments do I like? What things don't resonate with me? There were plenty of people that I started out working with in the sports industry at CNN Sports Illustrated who were like, this is a great job, and I'm, but this isn't the environment for me. I just don't like this. And they were gone in six months. And I, at the time, I was like, you're crazy. This is the greatest place ever. I love this. you know. But everybody's different. And that's so important to realize whether you're a manager or whether you're just an individual job seeking right now. Understand your differences. Understand what you're drawn to. And then extrapolate that into positions. But how do you do that part? Okay, so we're going to get into that. There's a couple ideas I have in here to really discover culture because I think you have to be aggressive in this phase. Number one, I think your networking plans should be really assertive, I guess, but I, I guess more intentional is kind of what I'm getting at. So I've told you this before. I'll reiterate it again. I think everybody should have a top 10 list of the job, the employers that are like their dream employers and should be networking with them right now. Like, why wouldn't you be, if you identified and said, this company is one that I'd love to work with. I would love to work for the Boston Red Sox one day. Why wouldn't I be networking with people at the Boston Red Sox right now? And why wouldn't I be getting to know them now so that 
when the time came, or between now and whenever the time came, I could be asking things about, so what is the culture like there? What is it like going to work every day? If you start to build a relationship with somebody, you can ask those questions. I do think if you're kind of proactive in this process, once you know you're going to be job seeking, and if you know, like, well, I'm looking to stay in this area. Now, I always tell you, be willing to relocate, but not everybody is. So, Joanna, if you're in Seattle and you're like, okay, I want to stay in this area. I'm established here. I have family here. I have whatever. I'm, I'm, my husband works here or you're my, my, my wife, whatever. Whatever your scenario is, if you've got somebody restricting you there, you should be on always constantly networking with people in that area, doing all those kind of jobs that you would want to do. Because that's how you're going to really find out about culture before you need to find out about culture. You may look at some of the sports teams in town, build some connections there and be like, yeah, I never want to work with that one because all I've ever heard from everybody is how much of a this, that, and the other thing it is. So they, you can start to write them off. But this is your kind of pre-discovery before you're looking for work to start to identify those organizations you'd want to work with by doing that extra networking level. Uh, that's how you really find out when people are, you're building a relationship with somebody and they're giving it to you honestly. But you're further along in this process. So I want to give you something that's actionable right now too. I want to give you a couple of things. You need to be really aggressive with the questions you ask during the interview process. Every interview in the history of mankind has ended with, so what questions do you have for me? And they hopefully don't say it in that cheesy voice, but I just can't help myself. When they ask that, you have to ask questions that drive directly into culture. For example, how would you describe the company culture and how much emphasis do you put on developing that culture? That is a broad question that anybody should be able to answer. If you as an employer or hiring manager can't answer, how would you describe the company culture and how much emphasis do you put on developing that culture? Screaming red flag everywhere. Okay, Joanna, you're listening and they don't give you a good answer there. What's the work environment like? What's, you know, asking these kind of questions and getting them to be honest about that, that is your direct tap into what is this place going to be like to work at? I did, again, I'll reference it again. I had a, a, a company that was like a dream scenario and the, I asked that exact question. How would you describe the company culture and how much emphasis do you put on developing that culture? And the person said to me, I expect you to be completely dedicated to this job. You're going to be here at 10 o'clock in the morning and you'll be here through the end of our production night, which is midnight. Okay, that's honest, but I'm not interested anymore. See ya, bye-bye. I'm not going to sign up to work a 14-hour day every day of the week. Like, that's insane. That's not the culture I'm looking for. I'm out. See ya. Okay, but you got to ask these questions because you'll be surprised. Hiring managers, if they, if they want a certain thing, they're going to come out and say it. And if they want somebody to work 14 hours a day, whether it's legal or not, because it's clearly not, they're still going to say it because... They think it's such an honor to work in this industry. They'll say whatever they feel. And I've experienced that on multiple occasions. So ask the questions. If you don't ask the questions, you'll never know. So ask culture-related follow-up questions. I'm not saying like, how much vacation do I get? Or what's the PTO policy? I'm saying literally, how would you describe the company culture? And how much emphasis do you put on developing that culture? Because I've also talked to a lot of people that are like, we do this, we do these great transparency meetings, we do these. I mean, we do this really cool thing at iHire, which is our parent company of workinsports.com. And I absolutely adore it. We have these coffee talks once a month. And all it is, is there's 110 people in the organization. And they have a, a, a meeting at an hour, a half an hour long meeting. And it's everybody in the company. And you literally get put into a breakout room with somebody else for 10 minutes. 
You don't know who it's going to be. It's like spin the dial and you meet and talk with somebody else and you get to know that person. I've had some of the best conversations from doing that with people in the organization that maybe I don't interact with that often. Little things like that do develop culture. They do develop the sense of community and loyalty. And I think if I was asked that kind of question, I'd share a story like that. I'd share how we develop our culture and then it would hopefully work for you. If somebody can't answer that and doesn't have really good specific things that they do for their culture, big red flag. Asking directly, I think, shows how important it is to you. It's the right kind of message. But also, before that even, research. There are a lot of companies. Now, I want to guard you a little bit against research. Research can be looking at their employee, their About Us page on their website. Okay, that's written by their PR team. So that's going to be a little bit tilted right? Go to Glassdoor. That's where employees give reviews of a company. Okay, well, that's going to be jilted in former employees that are saying terrible things about the organization. So that's kind of biased. So I think you have to, this is why I mentioned networking and like having a direct relationship with people and asking questions during the interview process. I mentioned those first because this becomes a tapestry of information. You're gathering a lot of data points and some are more impactful than others. And I think networking or the questions during the interview process are, are more to the point and more impactful, but you still should look at those other sources. You still should try to figure out a little bit more about the company and what they stand for. I would also add into that press releases. What are they doing? So look through their press and news about the company, not just like, uh, you know, in our world, we so often see news reporting that's about box scores and results and rumors and innuendo. But I think if you start to look at their personal press releases, what they're releasing, non-transactional, but what their company is doing, where are they investing their time? What charitable organization are they involved with? How are they uh, developing their staff or what awards have they won for workplaces? Those are things that can really start to help too. There's a lot of award programs out there. I mean, we've been listed on the Washington Post top companies to work for. We've been listed on Inc.'s top places, top workplaces. Those should give you some good vibes about an organization if you see that they're being respected in that way by, because those are, those are programs you have to really give, share your information to get recognized by. When we get noticed by the Washington Post or by Inc., we have to provide a lot of information and they do employees of surveys of our employees to get their unbiased feedback. If somebody qualifies for that, that's a good, that's a good sign of their, of their culture. Also look into their social media channels. How do they speak? How, how do they handle their messaging? What kind of stuff do they share? What do they think is important? That will give you a little bit of a vibe, but also see what people are saying about the organization on through the social media channels. I think news items, again, can be really important here because, again, they're unbiased. So if you're looking at news items, press releases, try to just be a little bit of a, a cynic on what's the agenda here. Kind of like I said with Glassdoor, you're probably going to have jilted employees. And then an About Us page is going to be the PR version of the company. Sometimes news items about what they're factually doing can be very helpful because you can find out like, oh, this company's, you know, dumping toxic waste into the Delaware River and being sued for it because that's actually happening right now. They're not in the sports industry, but I live near the Delaware River. That's why I reference that. Nonetheless, my point is, is like sometimes news items can give you a better direction of, of the uh, company culture um, that is unbiased. Press releases can tell you a little bit of the direction that they're going, but I tend to think networking with people inside the building and asking direct questions during the interview process is the most important part, but really it all starts with knowing yourself. Joanna, lots of pieces of advice in there. 
But drilling down into culture is a really important part of your job search and making sure your next move is the smart move. And for all of you that are just starting this job search process, get ahead of where Joanna was. Joanna made two choices where she figured out this wasn't the right fit for me. If you employ some of these tactics, you'll be better set up for success in the roles that you choose. Because remember, you always have a choice. You're involved in this process too. It's not just about somebody likes you, so you have to like them. It's like dating. Just because somebody likes you doesn't mean you have to date them. I tell this to my kids all the time. Like, if somebody likes you, that does not mean you have to like them back. You get a choice in this process. Same thing with finding a job. You don't have to accept the job that's given to you or offered to you if it doesn't feel right. So be willing to be a little bit patient. Make sure that you get that culture right because it will last a lot. Your happiness will last a lot longer. Thanks for a great question, Joanna. Please tune in on Wednesday for my interview with Joan Lynch and Melissa Panzer from Working Nation. Incredible, incredible conversation. And check out their video series on how to make money doing what you love, which is really cool. And they focus in on the sports industry. We'll share more about that on Wednesday. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll catch you then.